If you don't want to give your best at work, then come home and give your your wife and your kids the dregs of the day. You know what I mean? It's like you work out so I can be that man that when I get home, I'm like, I have the energy still to be able to give to my family. Hey, this is the Money Hole Podcast. I am Chris Lamb. Today, I have a special guest, my good friend, Fabiano Altumura. And please make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, and download. That would really help us get these messages out. And without further ado, Mr. Fab, thanks for being with me, bro. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I love doing these with you, bro. It's great. How you been lately? You look fit. You look healthy. Good. Dude, do you know what? It's a funny thing when you get to our age. I know I'm older than you, but it's like you... I've always tried to be fit, mm -hmm. but since we did our, since we started our 75 hard, dude, it's just, everything is just transformed. Yeah. You look, Every you look so healthy, man. Thank you, bro. I mean, I know you love hearing that. I do love hearing that. Yeah. He, he loved <laughs> I do love hearing that. Hey, who does So do you. And I tell I you, do, man. You, we, we, we were having this uh, uh, men's group the other night with Braveco and I, you had that Kuyu top on. And I was like, dude, your guns look oh, yeah. jacked. Yep. I was holding, I was sucking it in the whole time. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm going to make this shirt work. No, so, you looked amazing, yeah, dude. You. The fitness journey you've been on is so good. You look amazing. Yeah. You know, for me, the biggest thing, as you know, has been diet. It's like, I've been working out for probably for 15, 17 years, but there's been many years, like you wouldn't necessarily know it mm. looking at me because it was so hard to commit to the nutrition part of it. Yeah. You know? And I, I think, you know, obviously for you and- so many people, that's, that's the biggest thing. I turn 40 next month and, you know, hanging out with you guys, man, being around people that are heading in the same direction, mm -hmm. it's probably one of the most powerful things. I think change. it is isn't having a like-minded community is yeah. like, you know, you have to run with people mm -hmm. that are implementing that culture and rhythm that you are doing, because if not, you'll get sidetracked. You won't believe in it, but we hold each other accountable. Yep. And I think that's so important in a community, you know? Yeah. I think every guy in our group right now is trying to get healthy oh yeah and it looks yeah. amazing i mean yeah. being healthy with nutrition constant workouts it changes your focus it changes your mind every it affects your marriage it affects everything yeah it totally does for a lot of people when it comes to fitness and i'm speaking for myself because i'm the i've been you know on this journey for a long time trying to get to my best shape it, you have to really have something that's a lot more motivating mm -hmm. and then you have to create an atmosphere that will help you succeed. Yeah. And so I, I think for me, you know, just some very simple things like the way that I make my breakfast, food prepping, being around people that are going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one of the big ones was the realization that when I come home after a crazy day, of fighting my battles mm -hmm. in the world and business with people, I need to have energy with those kids, man. Yeah. And I mean, cause they're just, you know, one and a half, six and seven. Yeah. And they are just, they don't know what no energy looks like. Right. And it's just, there's nothing worse than getting home and wanting to just sit mm -hmm. down and turn the TV on and ignore your kids. I mean, so, the thing is you want to give the best to them. Yes. You don't want to give your best at work, then come home and yep. give your your wife and your kids, the dregs of the day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you work out so I can be that man that when I get home, I'm like, I have the energy still to be able to give to my family. You know yeah, what I mean? I do. Yeah. One of our friends told me 
about a week ago, and he, you know he's gotten incredibly fit. I think mm-hmm. he's lost what eighty pounds. Hey, Hab. Yeah, 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 eighty pounds. He told me that his wife started getting in shape recently and was asking him about food and and you know she she's, she's in, in tremendous she, shape. she's in yeah. shape and he said well what's this all about and she said well i just see how much energy you had and he said what do you mean she said you know you you play with the kids when you get home he said i always did that and she said no 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 not like this mm-hmm. you would sit down in the backyard you would have a cigar and mm-hmm. watch them play Right. He said, now you're literally on the ground with them. You're in the pool with them all the way till the time they go to bed. And that was so good to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when we went on a fishing trip together, Jason saw that he had a six pack. And that was the thing that made Jason want to right. get a six pack. So, And I saw, so I saw Doug Wood, who we just went on this recent yep. shooting school with, who's super inspirational. Oh, yeah. And I saw him compete in a competition. And I was like, he said like 0.01% of people have a six pack. Yep. And I was like, I made that my goal. Yeah. And you know, we talk about goals a lot in business and stuff like that. And it can get a bit, I, I, it's important to have them. Yeah. Very, very important to have them. But we can, the market feels saturated in oh, that yeah. area. But I'm like, that's something that resonated with me that I was like, that's, that's what I'm going to get. Yep. So by the end of the year, 10%, 9% body fat yep. and bulging apps. And it's not for vanity. No. It's because it's my goal. And I'm yeah. like, I want to be in the best shape. Well, and it, it's going to do so much more for you. As mm-hmm. you know, you've talked about with me, it's, it's really not even about the vanity of it. It's about all the ancillary benefits that come from mm-hmm. you committing to really, it, it comes down to denying yourself mm-hmm. because you can't work out hard enough. You mm-hmm. have to change the way you eat Yep, and you have to say no a lot. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's going to naturally be catalytic to all these other areas of your life. And you've shared that with me, you know, with mm-hmm. whether it's money. And so I'm all about it, man. And I'm so grateful that we, you know, we're all going after it. And mm-hmm. it's, I just feel, you know, we've gone out many times on trips with you or other, the other guys. And um, I remember on that, that, that fishing trip, we went to a store to grab some food and, you know, one of our friends, I won't mention his name, but he, he grabbed the big old bag of potato chips and a loaf of white bread. And oh. <laughs> Jason literally took it out of his hand. <laughs> Good for him. You need that though, yeah. don't you? It's dude, like, no, dude, real, I love you too much. Real friend, man. No way, dude. I don't know about you, man, but I did not have friends taking bags of chips out of my hand. No, it's like, I'll eat them with you. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Take it out of your hand. Get yeah. rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the next generation. Mm-hmm. I was on a podcast recently and there was a bunch of young people. Um, they were in their twenties, you know, mid to late twenties. There's probably a few that were younger. And this was a call that I got invited onto to help educate people on creative financing and investing in real estate. And one of the things I, I got out of that call was the realization of how bad people need real information right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not about getting rich. Being rich is a myth and it's, you know, it's, it's not that that won't make you happy, but we do live in a system right now mm-hmm. where I think it's probably more important than it's ever been that people recognize how unhealthy our financial system is. Yeah. And I don't know where it's going and nobody does, but it's not good. And it's really important that people, uh, especially if you're young and you have time, you start learning how to put yourself in a really, fin- a really good position. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, we talked about some creative financing, but I thought it'd be fun for you and I to talk about some of the things that young people can do, some of the things that you and I wish we would have done in our 20s that we've learned uh, so that people can get there faster than we did. Like I tell people all the time in my office and guys that I coach that are younger than me, you know, and they, they, you know, they look up to me and, you know, and I help them. I always tell them, I was like, you are going to get where I'm at way faster than me mm-hmm. and you will go past me because you're coachable, number one. And number two, you have more time, mm-hmm. you know, because everything when it comes to investing is about a time horizon. Right. So, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think you have a very unique message in that world because you came here from the UK without a green card, with no credit score, and you've been able to do some incredible things in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. So I'd love to talk about that with you. Yeah, I'd love to. I think for me, when you're young, there's kind of an element of denial. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to look at my finances. I've got my paycheck coming in next week. And I think that people think they don't know how to delay gratification. Mm-hmm. And I think something I would say is like, you know, being 18, 19, 20, you have your entire life ahead, yeah. but they don't, I think when you're young, you don't necessarily have that perspective mm-hmm. because you are so young. Right. But I think if, if, if I would have learned to have implemented some of the things that I'm implementing now, I think I had a decent idea because my dad was an investor. He was in real estate. He did really well for himself, but he didn't teach me any of the principles of finance. Mm-hmm. He didn't teach me how money worked. He didn't teach me anything like that other than get into real estate when you can and, you know, continue to buy. He gave you, he gave you what he knew. He gave me what it Which what, was. Right. Better than some. Most. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think he gave me what he, he always said to me, like real estate is a pension plan. Mm-hmm. Buy it, hold it. And when it's paid off, you have a great pension scheme. Now that we know that is a one model. It's not the only way to do it. But I think I didn't really start to earn really good money until I was about 27 when I did my first Hollywood movie. And then when I did my first Hollywood movie, I realized the proceeds from that, I didn't have a pension. Mm -hmm. So I started to invest that in real estate. Mm -hmm. But what I did wasn't 27, you know, is a decent age, but I just started to completely inform myself on the workings of the real estate market. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. You know, I want to go back to the word pension because Mm -hmm. I'm just guessing that right now, because I know so many young people and I know just the, the, the narrative of our world right now. You say the word pension, and there are a lot of people in their 20s, they don't even know what that word means. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a problem. You know, high schools, they don't have classes where they teach people how to stay out of debt and manage money. And I, the first thing that you get thrown at you when you get out of school is student debt. Right. Yep. You know, and and and, and I just think it's so important that there are people out there that are educating young people on how to set yourself up Mm -hmm. for success at an early age. So you were looking into real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people right now that are getting out of high school, first of all, there's a ton of people that are not going to college anymore. Right. And and I don't know how you feel about that, but this is what I think. I think college can be a great thing for a lot of people. Um, But unfortunately, colleges are teaching people, you know, and this is a very broad term and I'm probably going to get some comments for it, but Colleges are not necessarily teaching people usable skills like they used to. Mm. In fact, some of them are teaching crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a friend I was hanging out with and his daughter, he sent his daughter to a college in California, which is m- not even one of the 
crazy ones. Mm -hmm. And he told me it's taken them three to four years to just try to help her process through some of the things that she learned, basically to root it out of her. Right. Because it messed with her belief systems and her values so much. So there's a lot of people that are choosing not to go to college. And oftentimes I'm a fan of that because there are so many opportunities right now for people at a young age to make money because of technology, because of the internet. And I think that I would love to talk with you about that because I know your son is kind of creating his own path, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, my my son was super... He's very entrepreneurial. I didn't know that at a young age, but like he won Chop Junior at 13. Mm -hmm. By the time he was 16, he'd written his first book. And now he's he's working a way of how he can become a private chef, Mm -hmm. leveraging his influence. He has a very, very successful podcast. And he's he's starting to leverage um him and his business partner, the idea of social media Mm -hmm. and the influence it can have. And not just you know, not just working in a storefront, not just working at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very prudent to learn a work ethic. But he's like, I, I'm not cut out for a nine to five, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have a good work ethic, right? So now he's he's working in affiliate marketing. He's building up that side of the business and he's working up his private chefing business, you know? And he's, I think he's shrewd mm-hmm. when it comes to finances. He's done really well for himself yeah. at such a young age, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was- Talking to a friend recently, I have a lot of friends reach out to me for financial advice. And so we met and we were talking about, you know, debt, income, you know, I think the meeting was supposed to be about getting out of debt and creating a budget. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that I told him was, you know, that's only going to take you so far. Mm -hmm. You, You really have to figure out how to raise your income. And that ends up being a conversation I have with a lot of the borrowers in the mortgage business right now is you can only manage your debt so much. You really have to figure out how to raise your income. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said to me was, I, I don't remember how he said it, but he said, I can't do that because of this. And I, I said, man, if there's anything that people hear right now, it's they need to stop listening to the media and they need to become very curious mm-hmm. and open-minded. Mm-hmm. Because there, I have a friend who his wife was our nanny a long time ago, like five or six years ago, he got married. They moved to Switzerland. This is a super driven, excellent young man. We've stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. We talk all the time. He's been in the process of getting his green card, working for a sales job over there, reading every book I tell him to read mm-hmm. at night, you know, calling me, we're asking questions. I mean, he just, he always calls me and asks questions. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, about three months ago, he said, I'm quitting my job. I said, are you sure about that? You do pretty well, man. He's like, yes, because I've been studying this need for AI and business. Mm. And I think I can create a business. I said, well, let's talk through that. So he wrote a business plan. He sent it to me. Well, he literally quit his job three months ago. He's making sales every day from Switzerland with American clients. He got his green card and he's traveling to Texas to visit his in-laws before they move back to Reading. And he's got a bunch of sales meetings he's going to hit while he's there with people that are already talking to him. Wow. And I just, I love this story because I think that if people become more curious about what's possible right now, Mm -hmm. yes, the economy is weird. Yes, real estate is not as lucrative as it was a couple of years ago. But I, I think what's 
people have to do is they have to start looking at where the puck is going. You know, that yeah. Wayne Gretzky um, analogy. And you see people doing it right now with AI, with social media, with podcasting. And it's it's really an incredible time with what can be done online. I know. And I think, I think the mark of a true entrep- entrepreneur is seeing where the financial seasons are shifting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not that you can predict it, yep. but you can see where it's going. Yep. And I think, you know, the rise of AI, and I think, you know, a lot of these young people now can get six-figure jobs they can. online. Yep. And I think that's something you couldn't do when I was a kid. Without college degrees, by Without the way. college degrees. Yeah. And going back to your college thing, I think it depends on the college yeah. and it depends on what you're studying. Right. Law, accountancy, medicine. Right. Yeah, I think so. Even, you know, I'm, I'm the dean of a school. So like, I, I believe that, you know, it's hard to not, I think you can, but to train to become an actor or a director and not go to college can be tough. I'm not saying you can't circumvent that route and not do it, Might be but I work, think, though. but, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But in, in certain areas yep. it is worth it. But, but again, you are encumbered by debt, mm-hmm. but that's the model here. Yep. It's the model here. So I don't know how to circumvent that, but I think the, the tools that you can teach, I think a lot of what it comes down to as a kid in financing is wanting to be able to flex wanting to see what's, you know, how to be that next, like yeah. we talked on a previous episode, a Grant Cardone or a wh- whoever it be. But I think really the, the attitude of, of a wealth mindset or investing is like, you have to overcome yourself. Yeah, It's all about identity. And if you're, if you're basing that identity and the things like when I did my movie, it was like, I would buy the houses and then I would leverage profit from a house and I'd go and buy a BMW or a Jag or something like that. And what it was really saying was I need to be seen to be like this rather than going, I'm not having the perspective of looking 10, 15 years down the line in leaving. And I'm not talking about legacy wealth, but I'm talking about just being prudent and a good steward of the Lord's money that he's given you. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I mean, even if someone does that, but they're learning how to make money and grow a business, there's worse things because Most people, I mean, listen, it would be great that if someone were in their 20s and they started making a lot of money that they started investing every dollar and living frugally and having the wisdom of a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old, but Mm -hmm. that's just not reality. No, I know. And, you know, I I mean, I think part of the path is making some bad decisions. You know, you just hope that those decisions aren't the kind that sink you and you have people around you to pick you up and, mm-hmm. and hopefully you learn from them. You know, it's just, just like me when I, I bought assets that were depreciating and they just, they didn't make me happy. I mean, boats, you know, you, I heard it ever since I was a young man that the best day with a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Mm-hmm. And even with that information, I bought a boat. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget going out on the lake with a bunch of my friends and it was a sweet boat. You could surf behind it. Everyone could have a great time and everyone did have a great time except for me (laughs) because I'm the one driving it. I'm the one watching the flags. I'm the one polishing it, paying the insurance, stowing it. When I get home, everyone goes home to their families and they are so relaxed. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Chris. (laughs) That was a great time. And I am exhausted. Yeah, no, I know. And so I sold my boat a week after that. No, so, and you made money on it as I well. I mean, yeah, you, you usually See, don't though. I don't, but I did. I got you lucky. Did. I got out of that. One. I got out of that. One. <laughs> but the point well, is, yeah. like, we're gonna do that. It's part of the deal. I mean, Dave Ramsey himself, 
uh, part of the reason he is the way he is is because he was so over leveraged with so mm-hmm. many properties and it, it, it nearly destroyed him early yeah. in his career. So he is literally living out and teaching out of his greatest moment of failure. Yeah. If he wouldn't have gone through that, he would not be who he is today. Right. And I think his system for young people is one that can work. Now, I don't necessarily agree with his five steps because I think it's it could take way too long to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying necessarily that's the most savvy way to invest, but if I was looking at young people nowadays, I yeah. would say, look, look at Dave Ramsey and actually implement those steps up into a point. Mm-hmm. Now, get your main residence, but I wouldn't pay it off before I had more Right. money that I wanted to invest in the real estate market. Mm-hmm. But I do think he he provides a very solid framework yep. of how to actually at least start. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but like, you know, I just think like my, my son is he's 19, he's just bought a Tesla. Yeah. But the thing is he didn't buy it to flex. He has his girlfriend lives in a different state and he's like, Dad, if I buy your car off you because it's safer than his previous car, it's going to cost me way too much money to yep. run. If I buy this, then at least it's going to save me the money in gas. And he made a good point to it. Oh, I yeah. wasn't just going to say to him, yeah, you can buy a Tesla, no problem. He actually made the case financially of why he th- it made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. It, he wasn't flexing like I was. No. No, and, and he did the math on it. And, you know, those are, I mean, those cars are, they're, they're inexpensive to operate. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. And if you can get them right now, I think the price on them coming down, I mean, I, I think a Tesla is a great decision if someone can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, these young people, they were, they were wanting to, to be investors. So I think being curious, open-minded, and realizing that you anything is possible. We literally live in the anything is possible mm-hmm. time. It's probably always been that way, but right now with technology, it's just crazy what people can do. Um, I think the second thing that I talked to them about was, yes, a personal family budget is important. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's going to restrict your spending. It's because you're going to learn how to be an accountant of your money. Mm-hmm. And if you can't steward a little, it's going to be hard to steward a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I told them was, you really need to figure out how to raise your income. Yeah. You know, if you're a good employee, they're hard to come by right now. Mm-hmm. Ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the raise, ask for the path to the raise. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a path, find a new employer, mm-hmm. figure out what field you can go into. What marketable skills do you have? Yeah. What certifications are you lacking that you may add to what you have now that would make your net worth higher with another employer? Right. There's this path and process. If you're deciding that you need to make more income so that you can invest more money and create something that allows you to have financial independence, you really just need to start thinking, what is that path and what is keeping me from getting there? Yeah. It's really that simple. Mm -hmm. I think though people look from the social media kind of influences though, they look at, you know, you get these people posting, oh, I made 30 grand this week in AI. Yeah. And people are, are interested because of that result, but they don't know that it still takes time to get there. Yep. And I think what people don't have a lot of the time is the backbone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, it's not about that. It's the process of getting there. You may get there, you yep. may never get there, but it's good to be able to at least be in this market right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Because people my age, you talk about AI and you're like, Good Lord. It's like watching a Steven Spielberg film or it's like going back to like the fifth element that takes you. Yeah. It takes you into a dystopian kind Mm -hmm. of feeling, um, the Orwellian kind of vibe. But I think if we don't 
if we do not engage with it now, then we will miss this next transfer of wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's so important. I mean, there's a lot of things about this world right now that I don't like. Like I tell people all the time, I don't necessarily love social media. Mm-hmm. If if I wasn't in the in the world in this path that I'm on right now in life, and I had you know I was retired or I wasn't working or building businesses, I would not be on social media. Mm-hmm. I'd be fly fishing in Montana. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be looking at my phone. Right. And so it's not that I necessarily love these things. There's pros and cons. There's good and evil to everything, but you can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And if you're in business today, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk said something the other day. He said that he believes that content creation for business people over the next decade is more important than balancing your checkbook. Mm. As that's a powerful statement. And I had to think about that for a second. I was like, man, he might be right. Yeah. Cause you're investing in a different real estate. Yep. I think content creation is so because everybody's consuming it. Yep. You can't escape from content creation. Yeah. And I think if you don't, it's like basically saying, I have a storefront, but I don't have a website. Yeah. You, there's just no way. And if, yeah. if you also want to influence and whether you want to do it for God or whether you want to do it for your business or whatever you want to do, helping people, if you don't have a social media presence and mine isn't huge by any stretch, but because of our podcast and stuff, we're engaging with it a lot more now because I realize that nobody's just going to listen to me in a classroom. Mm-hmm or preaching to two or 300 people. Like yep. if I want the message to go further out there, like for you, your, your content's amazing on social media. Thank you. And now you're starting to reach a much bigger audience and it's only going to grow because of the time you're investing in it. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, because you're young, you fit, you've got a young family, you, you appeal to a young, a young market as well. Mm-hmm. And I think if young people don't hear what you have to say, we're going to have a generation that misses that information. Yep. You know, so I think it's super important what you're doing. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. And and so, you know, going back to young people, uh, they're, you know, people have to really become, they, they have to become able to start recognizing these patterns mm-hmm. and become really open to it. Um, I mean, there's definitely these fundamentals that we talk about all the time of the budget, the income and learning to invest. Um the other thing is you want to try to identify the fraudsters, right? Mm-hmm, so going mm-hmm. back to your comment about Instagram, there are a lot of people right now that are just frauds, mm-hmm. period. And I don't know how to sugarcoat that. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a guy that I was kind of involved with on a coaching level and he had five Lamborghinis, an airplane, and he was flying private jets around. And, you know, I would have thought this guy was worth $500 million, but something about it felt wrong. And I've learned to discern these things about people. And so I made a couple calls and sure enough, you know, I'm not poking for the guy. The guy had a pretty hard past and he's had some high income years, but he's leveraged to the gills. He literally does not care about saving a single dollar Mm. and he really likes Lamborghinis. And you know what? There's worse things in life, but the problem is he has a giant Instagram following a giant YouTube following and he talks, he gives people advice. Mm. And because of the symbolism that comes from a Lambo, a jet, a plane, a Rolex, a lot of young people are listening to him and they're getting horrible advice. Mm -hmm. And so I think the last thing I would want to tell people is when you are dealing with people who are helping you make really important decisions in your life, you really need to know that they actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. And it does, they don't have to necessarily be 
way up here. They just need to be a little bit further than you. Yeah. And, and they're going to give you something and you really want to know that. And, and generally if it's a referral through a friend group, you know, you can kind of check these things. I mean, yeah. my coach goes as far as to tell us that if we hire a financial planner, we should look at their tax returns or right. if we hire a CPA. And I've never done that. My financial planner would probably think that was weird. Right. But you just have to consider where you're getting information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, listen, if you can start as a young person just with the basics, like you talk about family budget, I actually never had a value to that because I thought it was restricting. Mm -hmm. Now that I do it, I mean, I spend 15 minutes a day on my finances yeah. every single day. And Good job, man. it's not because... It's because I've got into the rhythm. Yeah. Like, what can I input in my yeah. spreadsheet that I've spent over the last day? Do you like it now? I love it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? You is, were so afraid of it. Now you actually like it. I know. And the reason why I like it is I think because I put these other rhythms in my life mm -hmm. that I'm like, listen, I'm 48 years old. Mm -hmm. All right. I might have a bunch of real estate, but it doesn't matter if I don't know where my, if I'm not yeah. stewarding my daily stuff, yeah. I might say, well, I might need to save a thousand bucks that month. So I need to cut back in these areas. Mm -hmm. And I know data-wise where it's come yeah. from. I can make informed choices. Like I didn't like process before yeah. and I didn't like data. That's because I was living with a rebellious spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I don't want to be held down. But that just showed my insecurity. Yeah. Now it's like, I love process yeah. because it actually helps me achieve what I want to achieve. Can you imagine me saying to you, oh, I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to get a six pack by Christmas. You mean, what's your process? I mean, I don't have one. Yeah. Well, you're like, well, you're just shooting it. You're shooting at nothing. You're going to hit it every time. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like that with finances. Like now I've got to it late in life, but at least I'm getting there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now this is going to inform what I can do for my future, totally. for my kids, you know? And I learned that from you. So. Fab, thanks for being with me today. It's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So one of the things that we talked about, and I want to recap it, is yeah. if someone's young and they want to become an investor, yeah. you know, the first thing is, yes, it's important to have a personal family budget, but you really want to figure out how to raise your income right now. Real estate is more expensive than it was. Wages have not come up. Focus on ways to increase your income. Number two, you do want to become an accountant to your finances. You do want to know where every dollar goes. And then I, I think the third thing is, figure out what types of certifications, marketable skills that you can work on as you're growing your income, investing money. There are so many things you can do right now. I mean, we talked about AI, social media, content creation. These are some of the big things, but the thing about our world and technology is there are so many things that are right around the corner. So anyways, if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to leave us a comment or ask a question. We will definitely get in there and answer them for you. And uh, thanks again. Thanks, bro.